Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Do you really know what you are in for? We are all here saying, well, end time saints, Elijah saints, full of anointing. What it takes for that anointing to manifest are you really are you really ready for it the prize is not heaven as i said to you the primary reason that jesus came was to inaugurate the kingdom of god jesus did come he died on the cross but the death on the cross was for the purpose of establishing the kingdom and bringing sons into it. Amen? Amen? I had nothing to do with that. That's why I said heaven is not the prize. Somebody did he already finish that job. Amen? Those that are truly born of God are brought into the kingdom as sons so are not competing to enter into the kingdom. Rather, look at what Paul was saying. And let's just go this. I want this in the Living Bible Translation, please. That's Philippians 3. Because you will see the things that Paul will say. Uh, For we who worship by the Spirit are the ones who are circumcised. We rely on what Jesus has already what? Done. The rest to enter into the kingdom. Jesus already did that. Amen. We rely on what Christ has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Go on, please. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could. Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. And then he went through the litany of things. You know this. Pure-blooded citizen of Israel, member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded strictest obedience of the Jewish law. So harshly zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, look at that. I obeyed the law. Brother, that is a bold statement. That is a bold statement. I have not obeyed the law without fault. Open confession. Verse 7. These were valuable, but I now consider them worthless because of what what Christ has done. So, getting into the kingdom, I have nothing to do towards it. Amen. There's nothing more, and that's why I wanted to see the distinction between the prize and heaven. Heaven is not the prize for those who genuinely have given their lives to Christ and are obedient unto His word. Amen. And are obedient unto His word. There is something higher in the prize that Paul begins to speak about. Verse 8, please. Let's go through this quickly. Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. Who is the prize here? Thank you. give him a name. He will eat manna and so on and so forth. You are, these are ones who understand that all that I'm saying, I've told you here before, 
My greatest reward is Christ himself. Verse 9. And become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through the obeying of the law. Rather, I became righteous through the faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ. Now they can see, he now begins to speak about the prize here. And what it takes to get to the prize. No one will say that Paul didn't have anointing. Amen? The man who raised the dead... The man who uh, serpents beat and everybody was afraid the man did not die. They said he must be a God. This guy had anointing. He was full of the spirit. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Me, I know, go suffer. Yeah, yeah, song. suffer with him sharing in his death sharing in his death the fullness of anointing can only be brought forth by suffering amen being full of the Holy Ghost is not enough I'm showing you the evidence from the wall. Before you say, oh, this, this guy has started preaching heresy. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost without measure. Verse 11. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things, that I've already attained perfection. But I press to possess the perfection for which Christ first possessed me. I want to be one with Christ. I want to be one with Christ. So when you are looking at me, you can say you are looking at who? You are looking at Christ. And I'm not preaching theory is to bring in our hearts a cry. A cry. A passion. An overwhelming desire that triggers that discipline to do whatever it takes. To accept whatever it takes by way of that higher degree of discipline that sharpens the anointing that is upon my head. Praise the Lord. Two scriptures that I'm not going to read, you can check on your own. So I have just about 10 minutes. <clears throat> just to let you understand that the prize that we are talking about is not heaven. When he was speaking in Romans 14, 10 through 12, and 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. I don't need to read that. you go that at on your own. Because he was speaking of the judgment seat of Christ or the judgment seat of God. As a judgment seat of rewards, not of life and death. Amen. But if Christians must come to terms with the fact that suffering is a pathway to perfection of the anointing that is upon us, what then should be our attitude when suffering comes? Many people are afraid to suffer. 
Jesus went through, Paul went through, David went through, Joseph went through. You can go through. We will pray, we've been praying here for the anointing to go through. Haven't we? Because when people are afraid and so on and so forth, there is the anointing that takes us through. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it may be for you. But don't chicken out. Because it takes that to get you to the place where the fullness of the anointing that is spoken of in the portion of Scroll 51 that we didn't complete when it really burst forth and you can begin to do what? To speak without any colophy. You will speak clearly that which is hidden in the originality of beings. Who is running? How does the believer respond to suffering? Sons of Solomon. I've been referring to this severally in many of uh, the things that we have been doing. And I just want to take a portion again as I'm beginning to close this one because I said I will be out of here by noon. We saw in chapter 5 of the Sons of Solomon. All right? You remember? When we were looking at the issue of the presence being withdrawn. All right? The certain sufferings didn't come because of disobedience. And we saw the example of his maid. When he opened the door and he found that, yes, his lover had gone. What is thy beloved more than another beloved? You will see here. After this guy had been beaten. Beaten as we saw in verse 7. All those that were surrounding him or surrounding her asked the question, ah, what is your beloved more than another beloved? Just like the wife of Job asked the question, cursed is God and die. People who are around you in the face of suffering are going to begin to ask questions. They ask this woman, are you mad? You've been beaten? You've been stripped naked? You are bleeding because of this man? What is your beloved more than another? What's he more than another? Oh, thou fairest among women. Now you will see the response of this woman in the face of suffering. Hello? I'm trying to bring out to you dimensions of this world that many people don't read. Because they don't understand. They think it's just about sex. But they don't understand that it is powerful in demonstrating the relationship between the Lord Jesus Christ and his church. The expectation in terms of what it will be. In response in the place of suffering. Look at what this woman was doing. She began to say, yes, go on, please. My beloved is white and ruddy. My beloved is white and ruddy. And the chiefest among 10,000. The chiefest among 10,000. His head is as the most fine gold. His head is as the most fine gold. His locks are bushy. Yes. And black as a raven. Now, for those of you who are listening to that, what do you think she is doing with respect to the one who is the lover? God bless you. Worship and adoration. In the face of suffering, the response is not listening to the challenges of those who are around you, who are saying, where is his God? Who are saying, what is your problem? And so on and so forth. If we will learn to respond to suffering in the manner in which this woman was responding to suffering, our lives will be different. Amen? In the place of being hugged down and queried and people saying different things, her response was one of 
adoration and praise and worship. His head is as the fine, most fine gold. His locks bushy. Do you remember who your God is? That is a good God. Beautiful for all situation. The joy of the whole earth. And we need to begin to cultivate these things and understand what it is that is expected of us as the bride that Jesus Christ is coming from. Not taking away from suffering, but in the suffering, recognizing that it is the time to do what? To worship. Praise the Lord. And the consequence of worship, I'm finishing verse 1 of chapter 6, is that the, is our beloved God. the people then who began to question, who began to question, who began to question when they saw her response, Whither is thy beloved with beloved gone? Oh, thou, oh, thou fairest among women. Whither, Whither is, is thy beloved, beloved turned aside? That we may do what? Seeking that we may seek him with you. Those that were complaining, who will have you abandon your faith? When they see you stand, they will come with you to the same God. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men out of the suffering is what turns the heart of the hardened to say there must be substance to what these people are believing even in the face of their suffering. We deceive ourselves when we think oh suffering turns people away from God is because they want to turn away. But if I will respond right in the face of the issues that face me the faith of others are going to be sparked to see that yes, who you believe is real. I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to do what? To keep me through the times and whatever it is. I ask you the question again. Who is running? Who is running? Are you running? If you are not running, this is the time to just check it again. Let's get up on our feet and talk to God. Andy. Let's get up on our feet and talk to God. Let's get up on our feet and talk to God. Because the days are more and more perilous. The days are more and more perilous. The days are more and more perilous. It is time that we look at ourselves. We've been taking stock. We've been saying a lot. And I know the Lord is leaving us with a word again this morning. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Friday for the concluding part of today's sermon. If you want further information on what you have heard on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.